a lot of us feel like marketing is hunting. I got to be out there. I got to be looking for you. I'm looking for you. Are, are, are you the one? Is there one over there? Right. It feels like we're beating the bushes sometimes trying to find our people. What we really want to do is to stand bold in who we are, to stand bold in what we offer, to not be afraid to let our full color show, because that's going to attract the people to us who want to come. When you think about flamingos, the first time I saw flamingos in the wild, it was in a river, right? So we chartered this boat and we went up this river from the ocean, up the river. And as we got closer to these huge clouds of pinkness, we started to distinguish the individual flamingos standing in the water. And I expected them to flutter and fly away. And they did not. Like they didn't care that there were humans invading their space. They didn't care about the boat. Like we could have, we, we probably would have run over them before they moved. Like they just stood there and continued to do what they were there to do. Those flamingos called us, if you will, to see them. We were so excited, so interested to see them in the wild that we went to them, right? It's not like they put birdseed out and said, oh, this is Flamingo brand birdseed. They're just going to come flocking to my window this morning. No, we had to go find them in the wild. And this is the, what, this is the attraction we want to have with our people too, that our marketing will be such that our people will come to find us. Oh, I've heard about you. I've heard how cool you are. I've heard what you can do. This is the kind of attraction that we want to have, not the law of attraction, like fluffy stuff, but that true standing bold in who you are that says, this is who I am. This is what I can do for you. Glory to God. And don't you want to come see it? Don't you want to have a part of it right now? The flamingos also did not run away from the crocodiles in the river. That same boat trip. I also saw crocodiles just a few hundred yards away from where all those flamingos were confidently standing in the shallow water doing their thing. So they were not scared for the humans coming to see them in their fabulousness. And they also were not scared about the dangers that lay nearby. And so when we stand in our fabulousness, when we stand in the way that God created us, when we're confident with what we offer to the world through what God has given us, we also don't have to fear competition. We also don't have to fear what else might be in that river looking for food. We also don't have to fear those who would sabotage because I'm doing what God created me to do. And there is no safer place in the world to be than exactly where God wants me. In this session, we're going to talk about three different formulas, three different story formulas that you can use in your marketing to help call your people to you. There's three different story formulas that you can use over and over and over again to tell different parts of your story that will help your people raise their hand and say, I want to see that. I identify with that. That calls me to you. Or it may also do the opposite. It may also say, you know what? Last thing I want to do is take a boat up the river and see some pink bird. Last thing I want to do is have anything to do with that business. That's okay. You're not the only bird species out here. Remember, God's got other people to serve those other people if they don't resonate with you. But these stories will help you to attract and to repel the people that God has designed specifically for you to work with or not work with in your business. And so we're going to dive into these three and show you how they tie back to your belief system. So the first type of story is the epiphany story. 
And now, because all of us have a different idea in our heads of what epiphany means, I'm going to define our terms for each of these. If you look up epiphany in the Webster 1828 Dictionary online, epiphany is a noun to them, and it says it's a Christian festival celebrated on the 6th of January, the 12th day after Christmas, in commemoration of the appearance of our Savior to the Magi, or the philosophers of the East, who came to adore him with their presence. It could also mean to commemorate the star that showed to them. And then the, another definition, though, the second definition coming from Merriam-Webster online, says that an epiphany, apart from being that date, an epiphany could also mean an appearance or manifestation of God or of a divine being. So, and I don't mean manifestation in the, like the new age, you got to manifest your fortune kind of thing, right? But that the physical appearing of something or the, the physical clarity of something coming into focus for you having to do with your God. A lot of people say in the old Testament, when those angels showed up to Abraham and they came to him talking about the city of Sodom and Gomorrah and what was going to happen there, that that was an epiphany, that that was a form of Christ coming and showing himself before his time. And so an epiphany, the way that we're using that in our marketing story is when has God shown up in your life? When has God shown himself in your life? If you truly believe that God is in control of all things, if you truly believe that everything that happens is either for a purpose, ordained by him on purpose, or allowed by him for a purpose, if you believe in his sovereignty, then you have to believe that the things that happen in the trajectory of you getting to where you are today with your business had something to do with that. So where has he shown up? We want to be conscious of that. We want to be able to share that in our business stories and in our marketing. Just like we noticed this morning, this is how God made me. This is how God uniquely designed me, gifted me, trained me, gave me these experiences so that I can help you get this transformation. God shows up in your stories and we can share those stories. This is how God is real in my business and in my life. And so for us, one of the times that we mark down when we look at the, the timeline of our business, it had nothing to do with business at all. One of the first ones on my timeline is when I was 14 years old at a Christian summer camp and everyone else was giving their lives to God to go be a missionary. Lord, if you want me to go, I'll go be a missionary. Surrendering their lives, submitting to whatever God wanted them to do. My biggest desire in my heart at that time was to be a missionary. I had to be willing to surrender to stay in the state. It was the opposite for me. When God showed up in my life, I had to be willing to say, God, if you never want me on the field, I'm willing to stay here. That was the first time. And I didn't know it had anything to do with business because I wasn't going to be in business. I was going to be on the mission field. When I went to college, I studied education because I knew there were countries I couldn't get into as a minister or as a missionary, but I could get in if I was a teacher. It's been my whole goal my entire life, but I had to be willing to do what God wanted. I had to be willing to submit to that. And that was the first step, because if I hadn't learned to submit back then, I wouldn't have been able to submit later when God changed the plan. And so the ministry that I have today looks nothing like the ministry that I envisioned at 14. It looks nothing like the ministry that I envisioned when we moved to Mexico in 2007, but it is bigger and it is greater and it is richer than I ever dreamed. And it came because I was willing to say yes 
to what God wanted over what I wanted. When I was a child, whenever I was anxious, whenever I was worried about something, I would always draw this picture. And it was the same picture every time. And this is a digital representation of what that picture was. But essentially, it was the same picture every time. This would calm me. It was thinking about being beside the water, the calm water with the sunset. There was a boat right there. There was always birds flying overhead. That to me was like the vision of peace. Now you have to understand, I grew up in the mountains of Western North Carolina. We were like eight hours drive from the ocean. I don't even think I saw the ocean until I was a freshman in college. So where did this picture come from? How did God plant this picture in my heart? I don't know. But every time I thought of peace, this was the visual representation that I had. And this is what I would draw over and over and over and over again. I can't tell you how many times I drew that. That meant peace to me. Years later, 35, 40 years later, Tap and I were in Campeche, Mexico. We had lived through two of the roughest ministry changes you could ever imagine. We'd been through betrayal. We'd been through poverty. We'd been through starting a business on our own. We'd been through living on nothing in a country where we didn't have a work visa, where we didn't have a ministry to speak of, and starting a business from scratch with four small children under the age of seven. And that city that we lived in happened to be on the water. And Tap and I went out one night and we're walking down the boardwalk. We have like a five-mile boardwalk along the edge of the water. And just as the sun went down, I happened to glance over. This is what I saw. The exact real-life representation of the picture that had meant peace to me my entire life. This was an epiphany moment for me. This was God speaking to me. You are exactly where I want you. This is what I've been preparing you for your whole life. I planted this in you before you were born. That exact picture came to life right before my eyes and God showed up. A couple other pictures that you can see there. Here's another view of a sunset by the water in our town. This is just a mile from our house. And any day I want to, I can go down to the water and see God's reminder of peace. See God's reminder that I am exactly where he wants me because exactly where God wants is the safest place to be. What is your epiphany story? Where has God showed up in your business and in your life? How has he reaffirmed to you? You're on the right track. This is what I created you for. This is what you're supposed to be doing right now. Maybe it's that comment that somebody sends you. The thank you for the email. The thank you for the product or service that you get. See, that is an epiphany. That is God showing up through the people that you serve. Each of us have those epiphany moments that we're able to share with other people. And when we share them, people resonate or they're repelled. And it helps us to do the job that we've been called to do. The next story that you want to use in your marketing is the credibility story. Again, we're going to define our terms. So the credibility story, Merriam-Webster uh, Online Dictionary says credibility is the quality of being believed or accepted or as accepted as true, real, or honest. The new evidence lends credibility to their theory. Credibility, it's believable. It's proof somehow that what you're doing is true or real. We talked about street cred sometimes, or we talk about social proof. These are your credibility stories. Credibility story in our life. Back in 2017, I was able to go to a business conference in California. And at that business conference, I met an Asian man named June. And June later became a business coach to us for a couple of months. I firmly believe in coaching. I firmly believe in investing in yourself for growth and 
shortly after this event, I had the opportunity to work with this man for a couple of months for some growth projects that we were doing. In one of our conversations with June about marketing of all things, right? He said, Katie, he says, I don't think you realize what you've done because I was hanging back. I was, I was back here in the, like, I just got reprimanded by someone for sharing what I can do online. I don't know how much I should talk about what I can do. I don't know how much I should share Like, am I going to offend people if I post about my business every day? You know, like all of those things that we all, have you been there? Have you had those thoughts and those struggles? Maybe I'm just the only one. No. Okay. Right. So, so this was what was going through my head. And June came back to me and he said, Katie, he's like, think about this. I don't think you've realized what you've done. You're kind of a big deal. These were his exact words. You're kind of a big deal. And I was like, you know, because again, we've come out of ministry. We've been betrayed. We've been belittled. We've been criticized for even starting a business to begin with. This was kind of new for me to have somebody speaking life to me. He's like, you're kind of a big deal. He says, you have a master's in education. You moved to another country. You learned another language. You created an entire eight grade levels of homeschool curriculum in your second language. You pioneered this whole homeschool curriculum for, for the last few years. He said, you've hosted the first in history online summit for Spanish speaking homeschool families. You published 60 titles in eight years, including several bestsellers. You created over 20 courses already. You've served thousands of adult students in the last four years. It's like, Katie, you have some serious credibility. And I was like, I didn't know what to say. This was new. This felt weird. Credibility. He's like, this is not something you get to brag about. He's like, this is fact. Did God do this? Yes, he did. This actually happened. He said, there is no shame in talking about the facts, my friend. There is no shame in sharing the facts of what God has done in your story. This is what makes you credible. This is what makes you believable. This is what shares with people how you're ordinary and how you're extraordinary. Have other people moved to Mexico and become missionaries or expats? Yes. Have other people started businesses? Yes. Have other people done it in their second language? Yes. Have other people also published 20 courses and 60 some titles in eight years time? Probably not. So ordinary and extraordinary and they're facts. You're not bragging, you're stating facts. And those facts help people to believe in you. And if she can do it, I can do it too. And if she has done it, she could teach me how. The credibility stories, what has God allowed you to accomplish in your life? Because again, I could do nothing without that divine enablement of my God. Without that grace working in me, none of that would have happened. But when I acknowledge, look what God did, look what God has enabled us to do. And if he can do that with me, a mom who had no business training, who was living on her last $5 in a country where she didn't even have a work visa and no credit cards and no savings, he can do that with you. And if he can do that with me and he can do that with you, why are we not taking action? Take action. Sign up. Let me show you how. God wants to do this for you. This is how we use our credibility stories in our business and in our marketing not, oh, look at me and what I've done. Give me an award because I published all these things. But if it's possible for me, I know God can do it for you too. Let me walk you through it. Let me show you how.
And so for you, what is your credibility story? What gives you street cred? What gives you social proof? Who are the people that you've helped get a transformation? Why are you not telling their stories? This is why we share those. If somebody says something good on social media, screenshot it and share it. Look at what people are saying about our business. Glory to God. Credibility stories are a big, big way for you to, again, call your people to you. They'll resonate and say, I want that. Or they'll be like, whatever and go on to the next person. But even those people, God has someone else to help. The Lord walks us through situations in our life, even the betrayals, even the ministry changes, even the poverty, even the never knowing what to expect from one day to the next, even the having to learn all the things to grow the business on my own. God never left. He was a part of that story. And he used in this story, in the credibility story, he used a coach, he used a mentor, he used somebody else who wasn't even a believer to speak into my life, the truth I needed to hear to grow. Do I recommend you go get a secular coach? That's not what I'm saying at all. But can God use even secular coaches? Absolutely. God is in your story. And in those credibility stories, he shows himself true to the people he wants you to help as well. But only if you share them. The third type of story that we have is our breakthrough story. Epiphany, credibility, and breakthrough. The breakthrough story, according to the online Cambridge Dictionary, is an important discovery or event that helps us to improve a situation or provide an answer to a problem. Okay, so a, a breakthrough, improving a situation, providing an answer to a problem. I've had a breakthrough. We started our business in 2011 on the mission field. We had changed ministries, didn't have enough support coming in from one month to the next. Said, Lord, what are we going to do? And he said, start a business. And we were like, what? And all our supporters were like, what? And all of our family was like, you're crazy. But God said, start a business. So we did. We, again, I hadn't been trained in business. I was going to be a missionary. My husband went to school for building and construction, which comes in handy in Mexico. But he skipped the last year of business because he wasn't going to be in business either. He was going to Mexico as a missionary. But God said, start a business. It's like when God told Moses, go talk. And he's like, I can't talk. God's like, go, I will be with your mouth. So when God said, start a business, he's like, go, I will be with your business. And our breakthrough then, we started our business, we obeyed, we did whatever we could do. We, who do I need to learn from? What do I need to know next? How to start a WordPress site and how to do email marketing and how to create images and how to do social media and how to like, we signed up with all the people, everybody from like Michael Hyatt way back in the first day of Platform University, all the way through the Jeff Walkers and the, you know, the big names of the industry. We've studied with them all to learn the things that we needed to learn to be able to grow this business. And then guess what? We get to teach it to other people. In that process, starting the business around 2011, we were a few years in and stuck. Couldn't get any further. Here's a picture of some of our numbers from those years. So you can see the blue is the business revenue. The red numbers are what we actually invested in ourselves or our business to grow those years. Okay. So you can see like we were doubling what we were investing every year, but our revenues were staying the same. God, what's up with this? I thought you showed favor on the righteous. It takes time. And he kept saying, do the next thing, do the next thing, do the next thing. And I was like, is a breakthrough coming? We're kind of stuck here, God. What's going on with this? And so our breakthrough came in early 2020. At the end of 2018, I signed up for a coaching group, a group coaching program. And in this group coaching program of all niches represented, there happened to be an artist there. And this artist taught people how to create um, picture books out of their art and how to make money with that. And 
in early 2020, we happened to be in the same group session where she came in all excited. And she was like, you guys, remember that goal I set last year? I set a goal this time last year that I was going to make $100,000 in a year. She's like, I just did it. And my jaw dropped to the floor. I was like, what? She's in the same program I am. She's got the same support I do. She's been at this a year, just like me. she did what? I, I couldn't even believe, I couldn't even dream of $100,000 at that point. But because of the inspiration of somebody else in the community, I was like, you know what? If she can do it and she's teaching people how to publish art books, for sure I can do it, teaching people how to do business. And so I set the goal. By this time next year, I'm going to bring in $100,000 for our business. I told the group, I got the support. We laid out the plans, reimagined what we were doing. And you know what? We also doubled our investment in ourselves in that next year. And not only did we hit it, we surpassed the goal. So the next year at that same meeting, I was able to come in and say, remember the artist? Remember how she inspired us and challenged us? I committed and I did that too, with God's grace, with the help of the community, with the support that I got here. But all of those years, were they in vain? All those years of doubling the investment and staying flat, was God doing nothing? No, he was preparing me for the breakthrough. He was laying the foundation for the extra that was coming. Some of you are here looking for your breakthrough this year. Some of you have been flatlining in your business. You've been doing the work. You've been investing in yourself, but you're still feeling like you're stuck and you're looking for that breakthrough. And God is saying, be consistent, be faithful. It's coming. The breakthrough for us in part through that community that we chose to surround ourselves with to be able to do that. You've had breakthroughs in your business. Your clients have had breakthroughs in their business. What are those breakthroughs? How can you share those stories with your people? One of our clients that you'll hear from tomorrow used to have a career as a teacher, is now a retired from that career and started a second career as an online educator and makes more money in fewer days a week than she ever did in the full-time career and loving it. That's a breakthrough. God wants to use those breakthrough stories in your life and in your business and in your clients' lives to inspire other people and call your flamingos to you and repel the ones who you're not supposed to serve. What is your breakthrough story? Or what is a client or a customer breakthrough story? What I want you to do right now is take a few minutes and make some notes about your three stories. Where is God showing up in your life and business? What epiphany stories do you have where you can look back and say, God was there, no doubt in my mind. What are the moments of credibility that you can share? What has God done? What are the facts of what he's worked in your life and your business? And then what breakthroughs have you had that you can look back and say, glory to God, here we are. Or this is what God has done for our clients, praise the Lord. Make some notes around those stories.